So I did my PhD right after that. And, and I wanted to be a cardiologist, but then doing my rotations, I'm meeting people after they're sick, right? I was practicing sick care, not health care. And number two, I was giving everyone the same four to five pills, one a blood thinner and a blood cholesterol pill and a blood sugar pill and a blood triglyceride pill. And it's just, it, and, and the frustration was that they have to take them for life. I wasn't giving them a solution. I was giving them a management of symptoms, right? I'm Dr. Seth Osgood, the founder of Grassroots Functional Medicine. After personally struggling for years upon years with chronic health issues that traditional medicine and pharmaceuticals could not resolve, I finally found relief in true healing through a functional medicine approach. Since then, I've dedicated my life to helping patients around the world transform their health by getting to the root cause of symptoms and restoring their body's natural ability to heal. This experience has shown me that a true state of wellness often requires an integrated approach that brings in multiple disciplines and modalities. In this podcast, I will interview a variety of practitioners and health professionals to educate and empower you on the full spectrum of tools that are available to reclaim your health and vitality. If you are struggling with health challenges and you are not getting the answers or results you feel you deserve, or you simply want to optimize your health and take a proactive approach to wellness, this podcast is for you. And if you like the show and find it helpful, be sure to tell a friend, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcast. So let's get started. Hi, Dr. Antoon. Thank you so much for joining me on the Grassroots Functional Medicine Podcast. I've been looking forward to this episode. Hey, Dr. Seth. And hopefully today, I always start my podcast by hoping that we're going to change somebody's life today. Absolutely. And I think we're going to do that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would love for our listeners to learn a little bit more about you and your background and really what inspired you to get into the field that you're in. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I grew up wanting always to be a doctor and help patients, and, and this is what I did. I started my career as a, as a physician, and I was a little bit more in love with the science as well, so I did my PhD right after that. And, and I wanted to be a cardiologist, but then doing my rotations, I felt like I'm giving almost the same for At first, I'm meeting people after they're sick, right? So I'm, I was practicing sick care, not health care. And number two, I was giving everyone the same four to five pills, you know, one a blood thinner and a blood cholesterol pill and a blood sugar pill and a blood triglyceride pill. And it's just, it, and, and the frustration was that they have to take them for life. I wasn't giving them a solution. I was giving them a management of symptoms, right? So we have high blood glucose. Okay, you take metformin and, and if you need more, we'll give you more. They'll just shift the glucose from the blood to the tissue, which which, by the way, accelerates the disease because it creates, you know, insulin resistance. So, so I was, I felt that I'm just subscribe meeting people too late in the system and in, in their in their lifespan, and then just putting them on the same pills that they have to take for the rest of their lives. And I was like, this this should this should change. I didn't subscribe to that. So I left. I did my rotations at Mass General. So I was in a you know local to Boston that's not far from you. And I stayed local. I went to the Kennedy School, the Harvard Kennedy School for my health policy policy studies. And I did public health at Hopkins. And my goal was how can I advocate for prevention rather than just sick care as a policy, you know, advocate or a system reform advisor. And I did that for a while. And and I hit a, another wall there, which is, 
you know, by now people know that they should, and governments know that they should prevent. We know that we should eat healthy. We know that we should exercise. We know that we should decrease smoking. But it's difficult. You know, the pressure of life pressures us in the opposite direction. You know, it's easier at late at night when you're exhausted to sit in front of Netflix and snack on popcorn. And it's it's much more difficult to decide to go to the gym then. And so I felt that the way to unlock that, you got to bring products that people can consume and enjoy, but they're healthy. They they are pro-longevity. They are pro-prevention. And and at that time, I didn't know how to, to develop products and to sell them. So I joined a biotech company called Lully to learn how to develop new technologies in healthcare and launch them and price them, et cetera. Then I left. I resigned after that. And I went on my journey of finding the right technology to help people stay healthy long or reverse chronic diseases. Then I met this wonderful gentleman who's the founder of our current company. I'm now the CEO of this company called L Nutra. L is for longevity through nutrition, so L Nutra. And he basically said, well, nutrition is the only product we put in our body three to five times per day. So it must be the most influential product for our health span, staying healthy or not, you know, and the biggest signal to the DNA reading and and the biggest signal to our, you know, aging process, et cetera. And if we play with nutrition, it could really make a big difference into the probability of getting a disease and or, you know, increasing our health span, living healthier longer. And, you know, although I'm a Harvard and Hopkins and, tier A school grads, I only had one course in nutrition in my life. And there's a Harvard study actually that shows that most doctors, overwhelming majority feel that they're under-trained in nutrition and they need and they want to be trained much more extensively into it. So I was one of those probably and they didn't know anything about nutrition. And then he started showing me trials, how the technology that we have now, the fasting mimicking nutrition can help, you know, first mice as a preclinical trial and then humans with increasing chances of staying healthy longer and or added to the current care can help induce disease remission and aggression. I'm pretty sure we're going to talk more about all those, but this is what pulled me into the company and I left everything and moved to Los Angeles and tag team with him. His name is Walter Longo. Maybe a lot of you here know Professor Walter Longo for his fasting and longevity studies and the Longevity Diet book, which I really, really recommend you guys read. If anything out of this podcast, go buy the Longevity Diet book, Amazon bestseller, and and Time magazine, you know, top 50 most influential people in health, awarded for Dr. Longo for the book and for his uh, trials and, and studies. It, it's a great book. I, I've read it myself. And uh, again, I, we've been talking this before. I just love how all of the research you guys have put into this and I'm anxious to dive in. And I, one of the things I've heard you talk about in the past, and I just love that that concept of differentiating between you know a sick care and health care. And I think that's yeah. really important for people to think about. You know, what 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 are they receiving when they're going to their doctor? Are they actually getting healthier or are they just managing sickness? Because you know that's exactly what I feel needs to change, right? That that's what's going to change our healthcare system is is changing our, our how we look at things. No, I, I fully agree. I, growing up and before becoming even a physician, I always thought how 
how come we did better even for our cars, for everything, but but ourselves? You know, a car, you don't wait. When you drive a car, it's not like the, the engine bursts and then, oh, now I had a heart attack, right? A engine, let me go, let me go to right. the mechanics. We have metrics on the engine, we have heat temperature, we see the gas, we see the, and we do prevention. Every year, you're mandated to check your car, you're mandated to have an insurance for your car. And it always kind of was so interesting to me how come when it comes to our bodies, that's the only asset that you cannot replace, that's the most most important for you, right? That's, that's the only thing that you cannot literally swap or replace. And then even there, you know, we we don't do yearly checks. There's nothing that we have created that you can plug in or add or or sit somewhere for two hours and there's a scanning system that tells you, hey, you're you're healthy or you have this or that. Right. None of that is done. It's just everyone makes money when we're sick and 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 that's the problem. And you know, even in veterinary medicine, I swear, you know, you bring your we bring our dog to the vet when something's wrong and the first thing yeah. they ask is what has the dog been eating? Yet you go to your doctor and yeah. nobody talk, asks about nutrition, right? I mean, it's yeah. just, it's so broken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, it's amazing. So, so what, what do you think is, is standing in the way of, you know, a nutrition first approach to, to disease? You know, what, what do you think is preventing us from going in that direction or has prevented us in the past? I think two things, two major things, which which we just unlocked, by the way. So the, the first thing was the nutrition companies are also culpable, right? It's not like it's not like nutrition companies have been saints and they've been just putting you know great research behind the cleanest products that will help you live long. They were just testing the cells in your palate and which one loves sugar and which one loves this colorant, and they were giving you all of that so that you come by and, and buy again and again and again. There's no it's no surprise that the the tastiest food is the worst food, right? And the big right. chains, I'm not going to name them here, but they keep surviving, although they're selling us slow death, but they survive because of their taste and their, and our kids love them. So that's number one is, and even big companies, big nutrition companies, they barely get by with some trials and some, and for us, the definition of healthy food is just gluten-free, low-carb, which is, this is ABC, right? This is what nature... Right is about and 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 we can talk a lot about whether it should be gluten free or not but but this is the basics we are in a in the 21st century and by now we should have done a lot more trials about food because that's the only product that we put in our body every day since the day we're born to the day we die so it's the most impactful product for our longevity and health span so again it's the business it's a for profit business dominating nutrition i think is the and this yeah. is where we're very much different here at Alutra, where our founder has donated all his shares already to uh, create Cures Foundations and supporting access to medicine and supporting innovation in medicine. So we're, wow. we're the complete opposite side of the river here. The number two issue is that the incentive in the U.S. healthcare system is at the end of the day, people are inspired by education, but they act by incentives. And the biggest incentive is, is financial. And in this, in the healthcare system that we build, everyone makes money when you are sick, right? So the doctor makes money when you're sick, the hospital makes money when you're sick, pharma makes money when you're sick. And it was like, okay, the system keeps spending more and more money. You're sick, more sick and more sick. And insurance was okay to increase the rates. So the insurance who's actually the payers who are taking the hit, we're just increasing their premiums. And we've been living that cycle. When I graduated from med school, 
almost 21 years ago now, we were spending 1.7 trillion in healthcare, and now we're spending 4.3 trillion in healthcare, and and it's fine, right? It's just 20 years, and it just we increase the tax and we increase the premium, but it got now to a point where just it it's hitting a wall. There's Medicare is going to go bankrupt. A lot of payers are you know cannot. A lot of people cannot you know push, and 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 pay more for healthcare. So we hit that financial crisis wall where the payers are saying, I should look generally now for the first time for cost-effective reason of getting people healthier mm-hmm. versus. So what happened under President Obama and, and, and President Trump kept these incentives. They did a major health policy reform whereby two things happened. They changed the payments for hospitals and doctors from fee-for-service. So every time you consume we were doctors were making money and I'm a doctor, so I'm not criticizing anyone, but you make money the more you you provide services. Now it's the opposite. You're actually getting paid per patient. All the entire system, they, this is why they call them the ACOs, the accountable care organizations. The entire system is paid per fee. And then now the incentive is no, 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 we're gonna do less services so we keep a profit. We're getting paid fixed, right? Even if you discharge me and I come back and I'm readmitted, you're not going to get a second payment. Before it was, hey, discharge fast, get them back, discharge, get them back, right? Now you get to keep them healthy at home because every time they consume care, there's no extra payment. So the incentive changed. And and also, again, President Obama and, and, and President Trump kept that. They they changed the policy whereby for certain health conditions, medically tailored meals could be reimbursed like drugs. And today, we, Alnutra, are one of the very early companies that just got a full reimbursement code as a drug by CMS. And then we have signed already 62 health insurances the last few months to pay for our food for 32 healthcare conditions. So we're one of the first, we all talk food is medicine, you know, gluten-free, low-carb. Again, these are ABC for us. We We have tailored food towards specific health condition. You have cancer, we have food for cancer. You have Alzheimer's, we have food for Alzheimer's. You have diabetes, we have food that probably is superior to medicine in inducing disease remission as well. And we're getting paid now, no copay, no deductible for the patient for that. Why? Because it's shown, and we always knew that, that if at home you you live a healthy lifestyle, you're going to decrease your readmission rate. You're going to decrease the rate of complications. And now the doctor and the hospital and the payers, the insurance are all aligned. They want you, they want you for the first time to be healthy because the pool of profits increase now that you're, you're not consuming healthcare. Gosh, it's so good to hear. How long have we waited to see the insurance company doing the right thing, right? It's just common sense, really. That's what it boils down to. And it's finally happening where, uh, you know, people were starting to recognize the importance of nutrition, which is something that everybody has known intuitively for a long time. So that's that's great. And, and then what I love about you guys too, and we talked about this before, is just you've got the research to back it up. And I think that's what's missing in the nutrition world as well, is proof that this stuff actually works. So tell me a little bit about your company, El Nutra, is, is really a leader in the longevity space. Why such an interest in longevity in aging? Can you talk a little bit, you've mentioned this already, but a little bit about the connection between aging and some of these, these prime killers in our, in our society? That's, that's one of the best questions. I love answering this one. And, and yet we are, as you said, we ordered the first Nutritech company. You know, people are used to the word biotech. It's pharma companies innovating new technologies and pills. We're the first Nutritech, nutrition companies bringing true innovations in nutrition. 
And we focus, like you said, is what we call ourselves L-Nitra Longevity Through Nutrition. We focus a lot on aging. That's our core unlock. Why is that so? Because, and it was one of my biggest aha moment meeting our founder, Walter Longo, is at the end of the day, aging is the mother of the four biggest killers. You know, 90% of us will end up dying by with diabetes or cancer or Alzheimer's or cardiovascular diseases. Then comes autoimmune a little bit at early stage in life. But the four killers are diabetes, cardiovascular, cancer, and Alzheimer's. Well, in most cases, even if you have the APOE gene, you're not going to get Alzheimer's at age 22. You're not going to have your first heart attack at age 24. And you're not getting most diabetes unless you over, over, overeat. But you're not going to get the first type 2 diabetes at age 23. So we got used to the notion that, oh, my father is you know, getting a little bit old. Now he has dementia, right? Oh, my mother is a little bit older. She just had a heart attack. Well, wait a second. You, you're just saying they got old, right? So how can you not get them old? And that's the big question. So how can you intervene to create a delta a difference between the biological age of your cells and your metabolism versus the chronological age of your body? If you're today 55, chronologically, how can I keep you at around age 50? How can I always create a bigger delta between how old you are time-wise versus how old you are from the inside? Because this is the best gift I can give you for your longevity. You don't want to live long and sick. This is what we're doing today. Oh, you get sick, you have a heart attack, I'll put you on a pill and you'll live long and sick. And, and even that is failing because we just lost 0.4 years on our lifespan in the U.S., we just adjusted downwards. So 4.3 trillion in spending, lots of new medications, big news everywhere, new drug, new discovery, and we just lost 0.4 years an hour. So we're living sicker, shorter. <laughs> it's yeah. like the, the worst case scenario. It's mind blowing. Yeah. So the entire trick of living healthy or secret of living healthy long is to slow down the biological age of the body. Because the biggest, you're going to die at 90% chance with an age-related, we call them now, age-related chronic diseases. What we call, you know, cardiovascular, cancer, diabetes, and Alzheimer's. So our company was like, okay, how can we use food and lifestyle? There are five pillars for healthy aging and longevity. So food is number one. Social capital, believe it or not, happiness and social capital comes as number two. So when you're happy and you're well-nested within your family, et cetera, probably you exercise, you eat healthy, you sleep better, you stress less, right? So it's one of the one of the mother of the other pillars. So nutrition, social capital and happiness, stress, stress less, sleep, and exercise. These are the five pillars for longevity. We decided to work on nutrition because it's a product that we can tailor, that we can put science behind, and because it's the most frequently consumed product ever in our, <laughs> in our lifespan. And so probably the most impactful. And this is how the idea of our inventor and founder, Professor Longo, who's the head of the Longevity Institute at USC. This is all big credibility there to USC, who has been open-minded since the 50s, actually, the 1950s, to start studying gerontology, how we age, how can we slow down aging. They were pioneers. And the National Institute of Health, big thank you to the NIH, sponsoring these trials and sponsoring a lot of the activities they're saying wow you really unlocked prevention it's biological age it's the unit of measurement of healthcare in my opinion is what's your age today because i know that that's going to be now the main driver of how well you're going to be tomorrow how are you measuring age what are, what are you guys utilizing as far as tools to do that 
or that we're all thirsty for one gold standard measurement yeah. that, that finally <laughs> FDA and everyone measure because this is actually one of, I would put tens of millions, if not billions from the government side to figure out one or two age measurement. Because mm-hmm. if we do that, this is this should be the common testing. We test LDL cholesterol today and CRP and all of that, which is important. But we should also t- test the aging, the biological age of the body, because that's the best predictor, I think, of, of mortality. So there are multiple tests to answer your question, all the way from the telomeres, the Horvath, and the other tests. We also follow mainly the metabolic test. There's one test that Yale and USC TAC team on, and it's published in multiple journals called the BioAge or the Aging Score which is a metabolic test. And and we like that test because there's one study that has been going for over 21 years, and Morgan Levin is behind that test. She was a professor at both UST and, and, and Yale. And the government has been following over 9,000 people for for over 21 years now. It's called the NHANE study. And and they have they do their blood test, they check them, and some of them died, some of them have cancer, some of them are healthy. So, so there's enough over nine thousand people, it's an enough population to go and retrocorrelate the blood measurements versus the health condition that happened. So this is what Yale and USC did. They looked at all the blood measures, they did big correlations, and they found out a formula whereby if you give us your blood albumin, your blood CRP, cholesterol glucose and alkaline phosphorase, we can plug your data in a formula and you give us your age and we'll tell you how biologically different are you from your chronological age. So that's the only one that's not similar. I mean, there's a simulation part of it, but it's based on factual population aging for two decades. And this is the one we use. That's great. Excellent. And we've used that as well. And it's very, it's just so easy to, to calculate. And, yeah. and you can do that with a very simple, inexpensive, you know, set of lab work. Yeah, which is a routine lab work. You know, the doctor yeah. probably just need to add colise phosphorase and, and albumin if he doesn't do it as a routine with exactly. cholesterol and triglycer and, and sorry, and glucose and CRP. So it's a very easy test to measure. It gives you a biological age and, and it's a great way to help visual, have, have a metric, right? We were talking about the car and the dashboard, at least for us to know, hey, I'm 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 45, but why why I'm 47 from the inside? I've been not eating probably healthy, the exercise, the stress, the sleep, and how can I change my lifestyle and and come back and measure? It's yeah. it's it's. I think that's going to be the future of healthcare. That's great. Well, tell us about your your fasting mimicking diet. I know that's something that a lot yeah. of our listeners have probably already heard, but you have yeah. so much great information and research on this. Do you mind just breaking it down and telling us all about, yeah. about that? Yeah. So we talked a lot about our focus on nutrition and nutrition for longevity and aging, but what is what is the food that we sell? How we de- how did the, your question is basically, hey, what what did you discover that can help us age in a better way? And and the first discovery now we have multiple actually and multiple tracks of nutrition that we developed. We'll we'll talk briefly about most of them, but the core technology that we discovered was the fasting mimicking nutrition. Right, a lot of us heard about fasting in the last six seven years. We've been doing the research on fasting for over two decades with with Professor Longo. In the big discovery, and everyone is familiar with intermittent fasting. You know, I skip breakfast. I spend sixteen or eighteen or twenty hours, or eat once a day. And intermittent fasting is a great tool to, you know, lose weight, control metabolism, which 73% of Americans have metabolic issues. So that's that's a great intervention in that sense, if done properly, because a lot of people are binge eating after that. But 
to say that intermittent fasting is a metabolic intervention, what we discovered is that if you could grow longer and you cross two days of fasting, you reach three days, the crisis at the, at the body is very high. In the first two days with intermittent fasting, intermittent fasting is up to two days. Intermittent fasting, you have enough reserves to compensate for it. So when you're fasting, when you're doing intermittent fasting, you have enough glycogen and a fat in the body to compensate, right? There's deficit and therefore you have reserves that you deploy. After two or three days, your reserves are so low and the body tells the cells, I'm finding it difficult to feed you. You got to fix your operations. You got to restructure. You got to be at your best so that we survive. Otherwise, you know, we're going to die altogether. It's exactly like if you're if you're the head of a company and, and say you need a million dollars a month to operate, and if somebody comes in and tells you, well, I'll give you that check in a little bit, he's like, okay, I'll wait for it. That's intermittent fasting. But your bank account drops by a little bit waiting for it. The, the periodic or the prolonged fasting that we work on, if somebody comes and tells you you need a million dollars, it's going to be a while before you get it. You're going to go and restructure that company. Right? You're going to cut some budgets. You're going you're to have to fix to survive. So, that's, so we use the true stress of fasting to fix the cells. And that process is called autophagy. A lot of people think they're getting autophagy after 16 hours of fasting, and, and it does not happen. It happens mainly, it peaks around that second, third day, actually, of fasting, because you have enough reserve in the early hours. You, you just, you're not in a crisis to, to ask the cells to, to rejuvenate. And the more you push day three, four, and five, the deeper the crisis on the cell, the more the cells are rejuvenating. And there's a little bit of a kicker to the stem cells to come up because they're young and they're very cost-effective. To, to come and replace older cells as well, the senescent cells. So there's a full body restructuring now metabolically with the fat and, and losing weight and improving all metabolic markers with blood glucose and blood cholesterol, et cetera. And then you have a cellular spin that happens after two or three days of fasting. Cells are getting biologically fixed or biologically younger. And this is how fasting has become a major intervention to slow down biological aging. Some theories are showing that it actually could reverse it a little bit, not just slow it down because wow. of the cellular impact. Can you and talk so a little bit about autophagy and stem cells just real quick for those who aren't familiar with those topics? So autophagy is, is, has won the Nobel Prize in Medicine in 2016. And, and it's a process where when the cell is under a stress, it can happen if you, if you run a marathon, a very, very you know, long and stressful marathon, if you go on fasting, whenever there's a big stress. It's a way that our body through human evolution and, and being here hundreds of thousands of years against different stresses, say migrations during the winter, etc., the body knew how to defend itself. So the body had some extra fat to protect against the first few hours of the first couple of days. But after that, the cells say, okay, I'm not getting fed. There's a stress on me. Let me look for intracellular sources of calories. So let me detox. There's organelles. There's debris that I can eat and restructure. And let me fix my operations so that we're all at our best, right? And this is what you want to be at your best. If you have a company, if you if you starve that president, they fix the company, you give them money after, they grow in a much better cost-effective way. And that's this is what we love about the cyclicity of periodic fasting. It's not to be done every day. They, they, so we're, we're big believers in that five days, you know, a cycle. And you just need to do it like three times a year. That's it. You know, it's like when you do a car race, Formula One car race, you see the driver takes the car to two pit stops, max three, because you go, they come, they check, they fix, and then you go and you're a healthier, you know, long lasting car 
faster car. That's exactly what periodic fasting is. You put your body in check. Intermittent fasting, you slow down in the race, right? You, yeah. You're, and then, but if you want a full rejuvenation, you go and you take a pit stop. Now, who's gonna who's gonna fast on water for five days? Just less than 0.1 percent of people actually can yeah. do it. <laughs> it's the same. Which president of which company wants to go? You know, almost close to bankruptcy. Nobody wants right. to do that. And this is why USC and the National Institute of Health put tens of millions of dollars to create the fasting mimicking nutrition. And that's our core technology. They, they started looking at how the cell perceives food, how the cells understand that, oh, I'm getting fed, so I'm not fasting. So we identified receptors on the cells that are radars. We call them the nutrient sensing pathways. They sense the food. And we designed a full nutrition program for five days that actually do not trigger the nutrient sensing pathways. So the cells are getting fed but the radars are not telling them you're satisfied, you're fully satisfied, right? So it's like that CEO, again, that president that needs a million dollars a month, you give him 450000 and you just earmark those to, say, human resource so that they still pay the, the employees and keep them and to supply so that he still buys the supplies and sells the next month. But you keep sales and marketing and other functions starving so that he restructures these functions. That's exactly what the fasting mimicking diet does. It goes around the receptors of the cells or through some of those receptors, the sensors, but does not trigger them enough to satisfaction. And therefore, you're getting the benefits of fasting while you're eating for five days our Nutri-Technology product. That's awesome. And it tastes good, right? I mean, I've done it myself, I know. But tell us, people might think that's very difficult to do, but I mean, yeah. this this food is great. It's not like you're starving yourself. Like I don't know how people are doing these week long or five day water fasts. I mean that would that would be very difficult. Yeah. But this is not difficult at all. That's what I love about it. So the product is called Prolon, P R O L O N, and Prolon is a box of food that we ship to your house, and you can you just eat the food. It has the food. It has all what you need to drink, and it has your supplements. So you don't need to do. Anything else for five days. A lot of people love it just because they don't have to cook for five days and seek food and 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 you know lose all the time. But you're right. The we my first lesson when I came I came in with a big science cha, science mindset, right? So if it's technology, it's the best. And now we have over 240 filed patents on it. So we didn't pay attention initially to the food taste because we're like scientists. And then we ended up hiring, we went the opposite side. We ended up hiring Michelin star chef to make the best food. So now Prolon tastes amazing. It's not easy the first time for people who, you know, for the first time they're switching their body from from consuming carbs to consuming ketones. And we call it metabolic flexibility. It's like when you go to the gym the first time after month and month and month, you feel the pain the first time and then it's easy. So the first time you do it, some people find it difficult. Some people find it very easy, but then the second and third time is much easier. And yeah. and the food is all you know gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free. It's all, it's plant-based. Even the supplements are actually vegan supplements. So we take care definitely of everything that other marketing companies try to attract you with the the low carb and the gluten free yeah. and the dairy free it's it's all there but this is a very technological formulation of all plant based there's nothing chemical or artificial in it it's all healthy and plant based but it's formulated to keep your body thinking that you're fasting and therefore you're losing a lot of weight you're preserving muscle a lot of people don't know that fasting is the only interval because fasting is a stress and the muscle the body protects the muscle when there's a stress. So imagine, you know, our ancestors were walking in nature, no food. The body learned, I break down the fat to ketones. Why ketones? Because ketones feed the brain. So you stay up instead of fainting and dying. 
And then the body switches rejuvenation into the muscles so that you stay strong and keep walking and getting. So it's, a, it's, it's one of the biggest secrets of how we're helping metabolic disorders getting into remission is you're losing fat only, you're not losing muscle with it. And a lot of people now are taking Ozempic or they're, they're doing any other diet and you lose both muscle and fat. And that's a big problem because when you eat again, you're going to go back and gain fat again while your your muscle is lower is is a lower mass and your metabolic rate is slower and therefore you pick up fat faster it's very key to to this is why protein diets are popular because you're trying to keep the muscle and 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 cut the fat fasting does the same cuts the fastest fat and then protects lean body mass so that's critical and then you're rejuvenating your cells with prolon which is a great healthy aging intervention and and all this is in just five days you only do it three times a year if you're healthy and you're just doing it for prevention or for healthy aging if you want to accentuate the weight loss you do it four times a year and and as of this june in three months we're going to launch our first diabetes remission program it's going to require you to do prolon for six months just five days a month for six months so a total of 30 days we're talking a total of 30 days which is showing that it will help patients reduce their medication. It will drop HbA1c and, and, and do a lot of great metabolic and cellular benefits. Well, that's great. And tell, tell me a little bit more about that. I know you guys have done a lot of research on this. What are some of the physiologic changes that people may see by implementing the fasting mimicking diet? So there's five levels of benefits. Benefit number one is, is the weight, super fast weight loss, especially the belly, the central part of the body. And which is the bad fat, right? And then with, with protecting lean body mass. Number two is emotional. Although it's only five days, it's very emotionally linked. We just, we just published an article last week in the in Journal of Clinical Medicine showing that it was about women and it was skin because we're showing rejuvenation, you know, in multiple parts of the body. And it's showing rejuvenation in the skin after doing prolon. But what it showed is that in a very statistically significant way, women felt empowered and happy and increased self-confidence. And we wow. see every time these emotional benefits because every one of us tried the diet and every one of us left it at some point and felt that, oh, we're failing, right? Or in Prolon, I always say it's long enough to be beneficial, only five days, but it's short enough for everyone to, almost everyone to be able to do it. We have a 93% compliance rate. So, so it's a very high compliance rate because it's only five days. But it gives you that sense of, I achieved something, I did something. I got inspired now to eat healthier. I got inspired to eat lower or a smaller size. And a lot of people, a lot of us, actually, the biggest sin you can do in food is to eat late at night. And a lot of us get the addicted of that. So that second emotional empowering benefit, we see it many, many times. The third one is changing the relationship with food. A lot of us think we cannot spend a few days without the Diet Coke or or the late night snacking or having a heavy big plate you know, at night. And and when you do prolon, you're like, wow, I've, I've been able to do a plant-based diet for five days. I didn't need to, you know, have big portions and, and, and snack late at night and all of that. The fourth benefit is metabolic benefit, right? So we see metrics like glucose and the blood metrics like cholesterol, like triglyceride. Blood pressure, a lot of our trials have, have shown impact on those, which is, you know, 73%, again, of, of Americans have either a weight or metabolic 
you know, a struggle that could be helped with. And number five, which I just mentioned, is the is the skin and the healthy aging. You know, there's a huge industry out there with L'Oreal and the others that that try to put an ointment and show you a little bit better skin. We decided to take the biggest challenge of them all. You put nothing in your skin, you just consume Prolon. And after three cycles, three months, just five days a month, we've shown amazing rejuvenation and, and including Ariza, so technology showing the cells and the detox. And just by food, we were able to change the skin. And and we just published it in Journal of Clinical Medicine. So that's huge. We're not talking about oh. a small journal or a magazine in the street. You're talking about a top medical journal, talking about the first nutrition ever to rejuvenate your skin, which is a symptom of the healthy aging of the rejuvenation happening in the in the remaining part of the body. So longevity and healthy aging is that is that benefit that I wanted to mention last. That's impressive. And so in addition to diabetes and, you know, longevity, what are some other conditions? I know there's a lot of research that you guys have going on. What are some other conditions that are are proving to be benefit from implementing this fasting mimicking diet? So we've tested diabetes extensively and we're launching a diabetes remission program. We also studied cancer, we studied Alzheimer's, and we studied autoimmune diseases. And, and the concept was, again, if you stress the body through fasting, the body says, remember that president of the company, I cannot tolerate things going wrong because we're going to go bankrupt. The body says, I cannot tolerate anything going wrong because I'll die. And then the body starts looking for dysfunctional systems and trying to bring them back to homeostatic you know, or, or a normal, normal standpoint. So what we see is that when you fast, the body tries to deal with cancer. Basically, cancer, once you have it, is the fastest growing organ. By definition, cancer is a cell that loses inhibition and keeps replicating and replicating and grows fast. And this is why it, it goes everywhere afterwards. We call it metastasis, right? So the last thing you want to do for cancer is to increase the growth hormone of the body because it grows cancer and feed cancer. The last thing you want today, which is the opposite of what we do, right? We have a cancer, cancer patient. Today, we give them protein drinks, we ask them to over-supplement, etc. The cancer wants to be starved. We want to starve cancer. Cancer wants food. And so what we discovered is that when you fast, and we have now over four trials, clinical trials, if you give the fasting nutrition before chemotherapy, so what we do, we, we weaken cancer for four days, and then we bring chemotherapy or hormone therapy or immune therapy on day four or day five. And so cancer is helpless, cannot resist now, doesn't have the right minerals and vitamins and macronutrients, is not in a growth mode, it's not in a protective mode, it's actually super weakened. And we're seeing very interesting early results on that. We probably will launch a program, a nutrition program, to optimize the way the body can deal with standard of care. We're going to launch probably that in a, in a year or a year and a half. The same, same program, the nutrition that we have, the doctor supervision, the, the doctor and the nutrition supervision, we're applying that to autoimmune disease. So when you wow. fast a patient, by the way, if you go, if you read autoimmune books of 50 and 100 years ago, they were fasting patients. It was fascinating to me to know that because when you fast, the immune cells, immune cells, you know, they replicate when doing when doing an attack, they have to be active, right? And producing cytokines and temper and the engine is heat, right? The engine is is it's like a car and your your engine is is a little bit heated because there's an attack happening. When you fast, the body does not tolerate the white cells being replicating and spending calories and and any elevation in temperature or or in in in, in energy expenditure. Let me call it this way. So when you fast, we see a very fast decrease 
and the excitement of the T cells, the white blood cells doing the attack. And then you see rejuvenation happening in the attacked organ. So, so fasting as an intervention to autoimmune disease is impactful on both sides, the attacking side and the organ that's being damaged at the same time. So today, Stanford is doing the trial on ulcerative colitis. University of Miami is doing the trials on Crohn's disease. University of Milan is doing the trial on multiple sclerosis. There's a lot of case reports on, on psoriasis, rheumatoid arthritis, and, and other conditions where fasting or the fasting mimicking nutrition is actually creating the right metabolic and nutritional environment for these patients. Man, that's, that's so great to hear. And again, a very inexpensive therapy as opposed to a lot of these other autoimmune treatments that are now available like biologics, which cost an extensive amount of money and, you know, come with some pretty hefty side effects. I just, I love to see how things always come back around full circle to what's natural. You know, the body again can heal if you just give it the right fuel in the right environment. And that's so cool to see. And I think there's a role for both, right? The the problem is that it has been medicine, 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 and only medicine, right? You go to your Mm -hmm. doctor to get a pill. What it should be, 80% should be lifestyle and, and or whatever, 70% or 60%. And then the rest should be medicine when lifestyle fails. And, yep. and the proof to that is that why diabetes is increasing if it's genetics and only, you know, why autoimmune is increasing? Why? Because it's lifestyle. What changing is lifestyle? Our genetics are not changing in, in two decades or three decades. And, and that's another proof, epidemiological proof, that what we're suffering from today to a lot of extent is due to lifestyle changes, whether cancer rates, whether diabetes rates, whether autoimmune rates, whether Alzheimer's rates, they're all on the rise. We're spending more money on them and we're not solving them because we're spending money in the wrong, you know, not, not to say that that should not exist. Of course it should exist. Of course we should invest into this, but it shouldn't be the only solution. I think lifestyle changes plus medicine would, would have a much more impact on disease remission Absolutely. and cure rates. Well, I know I'd real quick, I would love to hear a little bit more. I know we're getting short on time, but you know, diabetes, we keep saying that it's such a huge problem. It leads to problems with amputations, problems with heart disease, problems with nerve issues, problems with vision and hearing loss. One of the other complications that we oftentimes will see related to to diabetes is kidney problems. Can you talk a little bit just about, you know, what you guys are finding with the fasting mimicking diet and nephropathy? You know, the, the diabetes is like the most, it's the most global brainwash exercise or unconspired conspiracy theater that, in my opinion, personal, now I'm talking as a doctor, MD, PhD, <laughs> exists, right? It's a disease of overeating in two, in two cents, right? And the best way you can cure it or reverse it is to undereat. And to the extreme of that is no eat, right? So, so if, and and I have a slide that I present is like a person with a hammer hitting at a head, and the guy being hit at a head say, "Hey, I have a head pain. I have a, you know, a headache now. What do you do? You stop hitting him, and now <laughs> you know, you just keep eating, and you increase in weight, and you develop insulin resistance, and your blood sugar increase, and you become diabetic, and you go to the doctor. What happens? You get a pill." Like why you don't you know why you don't stop the eat or slow down the eat or now with us we balance both because stop stop eating also is too extreme for many so now with the fasting mimicking nutrition you're eating but your body thinks you're not eating and this is why it's so impressively successful on when we tested in mice and in humans and we're going to launch this June a program that we call the DRRP diabetes 
regression and remission program. It's going to be the first program with the fasting mimicking nutrition. We have also food for every day that now, by the way, CDC gave us a code for and and 62 insurances are paying for it. So we're truthfully now the food, first food is medicine. It's guided with an app and a nutritionist. And that program, the disease diabetes remission and regression program will help so many patients hopefully remit and regret from their or ease their medication util- utilization and hopefully get them back closer to that no meds needed for their health condition. And prevent all those complications, right? And nephropathy is a huge issue. I mean, how many people end up yeah. on dialysis? And I don't, I mean, if anybody is not familiar with diabetes and dialysis, I mean, I remember working as a medic and, yeah. you know, going to dialysis centers all the time. And it's, it's just devastating for these people who have to literally, their life depends 100%. on being in a facility three or four days a week. We, it's just, it's tragic. We just, yeah, we just published five months ago or six months ago, an article it was a study at the University of Heidelberg in Germany, and they did the fasting mimic nutrition for nephropathy. And if you if you guys want to read results, go to the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology and, and Medicine. So one of the JSEM, J-C-E-M. If you Google that with fasting mimic nutrition, you can see the results there. And this is how actually Jason, Dr. Jason Fung started his career. He was a, nef- a nephrologist in Canada, and he's known for intermittent fasting. He's one of the biggest promoters of intermittent fasting. And he's a nephrologist, and he keeps seeing the diabetic patients ending up in dialysis. And this is why he started asking them to skip breakfast and or do something about it. And that's his entire story, tying back to what you're just saying, the complication of diabetes and intermittent fasting. Wow, that's impressive. Well, this has been absolutely phenomenal. I really do appreciate your time. How can our listeners learn more about you and El Nutra and learn about you know the fasting mimicking diet? What's the best way to get their hands on that? The El Nutra website, l-nutra.com. So l-nutra.com. You can see our science, our articles, our mission. You can read more about me and, and all of us. Our main product page, if you want to go and, and try our products, is called Prolon. P-R-O-L-O-N, fast, F-A-S-T, dot com, or Prolon, F-M-D, dot com, or just Google Prolon, you'll land, you land on our old pages, and you can read more about our product-specific information. Well, that's great. And I'll make sure we put all of the links in the show notes. And uh, again, I just appreciate your time and everything you're doing for the world of healthcare and longevity, and I'm anxious to see what, what's coming down the, the pike on you from you guys, because you're always putting out good stuff. Thank you, Seth, and bless what you're doing as well. You guys are catalysts of, of companies like ours, and, and you see the science and you want to bring it to your patients and you know people in your social network, and this is how a company like us spread the new ideas, you know, get to patients and consumers. So appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, have a wonderful day, and uh, we'll chat again soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I'm Dr. Seth Osgood, the founder of Grassroots Functional Medicine. Don't forget, you can join the Grassroots private Facebook group to connect with fellow health seekers and find practical tips to improve your state of wellness. Just search Grassroots Community on Facebook to join. And if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, and you're looking for a comprehensive program to reclaim your state of wellness with cutting edge testing, a team of providers to hold you accountable, and a structured plan of action to not only get you well, but to keep you well in the years to come, check out our adaptation programs online at grassrootsfunctionalmedicine.com. Thanks again for listening and have a blessed day.